Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out Golf Mix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when my caddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. And it started to slice just a snitch off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Cause it went straight down the middle Flying away And this is another version today, uh, another edition, I guess you could say, of Straight Down the Middle. And we are coming to you live from the LPGA Legends Tour uh, that is being held out here at the Grandview Golf Club in Sun City, West Arizona. Lots and lots of ladies here that have very have very recognizable names for their success on the tour uh, in years gone by. Uh, it's very interesting to sit here and, and take, a, take a look at them and talk to them and, and visit with them shortly before we uh, came on the air. Many of them look just the same as they did when we were out uh, watching them many years ago. Uh, they've stayed in great health. Uh, they look really good. I'm sure they're going to score really well. And we're looking forward to having some, some conversations with them uh, as as we go along. I just want to kind of go through the field today uh, as far as what we've got going. Uh, the, the actual tournament starts tomorrow, and it goes for three days. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Uh, I'm here today because we have the uh, we have the practice rounds and also the qualifying. So uh, this would be a good day for us to, to try to get uh, hold of these ladies while they're not playing their their competition game so um, we're we're looking forward to talking to as many of them as we can over the next couple of hours i'm just looking at the list here uh of some of the some of the names of course there's a just a bevy of really big names pat bradley is here jane blaylock joanne carner donna capone uh you go down the list and you see things like cindy fig courier uh, Rosie Jones is last year's winner, and she's going to be back. Uh, Betsy King is here. Uh, one of uh, Lisa Lett Neumann, uh, the, the Swedish player, is here. Uh, and we go with Patty Rizzo. It, it just goes on and on and on and on. Patty Sheehan, Val Skinner, Hollis Stacy, Sherry Steinauer, Jan Stevenson is here. And one of my all-time favorites is Cindy Rarick, and she's right across the... Uh, 
the patio from me here. She's got a little enterprise going. I'm sure she's going to come over and, and visit with us for a little while and uh, talk to us about everything that she's got going and what she's been up to. And uh, uh, She's a favorite of mine primarily because I played with her in the Pro-Am way back in the day, in the late 80s, I guess it was, uh, in uh, Southern California. And uh, she was a, just a, a charming person then, and uh, I've spoken to her this morning. And she's uh, also just as charming now as she was uh, back then. So we're looking forward to talking to as many of these players as we can. Uh, right now, we're just going to kind of let the, the sound go. You're going to hear some of the ambient sound. Uh, we're in the flight path out of Luke Air Force Base, so you may get some jet noise going over. Uh, that's what the rumbling is going to be, uh, as, well, as well as some gas carts. So... Um, We'll be back shortly. I'm going to turn these volumes down just a little bit for you, but uh, please uh, stay with us, check back and forth, uh, and see uh, what we've got going and uh, who we might be talking to at the time. Thank you much, and we'll hope to have some people for, for you here very shortly. in here a little bit. Okay. And I'm back, and joining me right now is Ms. Barb Moxness, LPGA player and uh, Legends Tour player. Uh, Barb, how long have you been playing on the Legends Tour? Um, Since 2000, actually. 2000? Yeah. When did the Legends Tour start? It was around that time. It was Uh around 2000 that they started putting tournaments together. There had been a group that had played a few... um, um, you know, two-day events just prior, prior to that, but then it became more of a tour in 2000. Mm-hmm. And how many years did you spend on I guess, the regular tour, the, yeah, the, the big tour? Yeah, I, I, I qualified in 78, and then I had my first child in 84. Uh-huh. And so after that, my career was very limited, and I, and I ended up um, leaving the tour in 86. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, of the play that we see now on the ladies' tour, the LPGA, uh, compared to what it was when many you and many of these other ladies were playing? I mean, are these are these ladies that much better? Is it their equipment? What? Uh... I think there's a bunch of factors. Equipment's one of them, definitely. They're stronger. They're more athletic. I think they started at a younger age, being more competitive, and so they they came out ready to play. Mm-hmm. Where we kind of in my era, we came to the tour and we kind of learned how to play when we were there. They come out ready to play with college experience, high school experience, all the competitiveness that they've had. So they come out really in top shape. Is it my imagination or are they also much larger, taller, longer, longer as far as the longer swing and getting more um, more on the ball that travels farther because of frankly the size of some of these ladies uh, beautiful women but maybe they're they're big they're athletes they're big athletes yes, there are some that are bigger yes but I've, I've been around actually played an event in December here in the valley um, with the LPGA and the Legends Tour team tournament um, and a lot of them were smaller than me really yeah so they're they're um, they're in great physical condition. They're all strong. They can hit it good. They have great technique and mechanics that helps them to really hit the ball well. Okay. And uh, when when you were playing, was it as a as a group, not you necessarily, but as a group, was it 
taken less seriously then because there wasn't as much money available? No, we took it very seriously. Did you? Yeah, we really did. It was uh, it was our lifestyle. It was uh-huh. our career. It was where we made money, so we took it seriously. Of course, we're always happy when the purses went up. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> when I started, I think the purses were at seventy-five to one hundred thousand per tournament. Uh huh. So when we got to three hundred thousand, that was big for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How much did you play here in the Southwest when you were on tour? Uh, I think we play. I played every tournament that we had here. Um, when I was on tour. Yeah, I love playing here. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Southwest is a great place to play golf, isn't it? It is. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. Well, Bob, I guess you're going to go, are you going to go and practice now? Or? Yeah, I'm going to go play a practice round in this beautiful day and yeah. uh, be in the sunshine. Well, thank you very much for stopping by to visit. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Nice thank meeting you. you. Take right. care. Oh, would you do me a favor? Would you sign that for me, please? And uh, she was nice enough to stop by and visit with us. Busy lady, going out to play a practice round today. Going to play in the Pro-Am. Interesting insights as far as then versus now. Uh, Pushes weren't as big, but they took it just as seriously. So that's kind of nice to know. Yeah. So other than that, uh, I think uh, we're just going to wait for the next person to come along. And uh, we'll... Send you back to silence. Gonna drop that on for me. Okay, here we are. We have another another guest today, one of the all-time greats in LPGA circles, Ms. Patty Sheehan, LPGA Hall of Famer. Uh, it's very nice to visit with you and very nice to talk to you. I've, I've seen you play a couple of other events. Should I say back in the day? Are we yeah, dating ourselves? You go right ahead because it was back there a while. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I, did you Did you play a couple of events in San Diego? I did, yeah. Uh, the, I think there was the um, Inamori. Yeah, I won, uh, won down there a couple times, the Inamori. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Once uh, Rancho Bernardo and then once at... Exactly. Uh, oh, that, that lesser-named place Shadow on, Ridge on the some, ocean. No, oh, that, Torrey Pines? Torrey Pines. <laughs> oh, yeah, nobody knows, nobody knows about that place, do no. they? No, no. That was, that was fun. Also, now there was a time when the LPGA, uh, the, the regular tour, uh, was here in um, in Sun City, Sun City West, right. uh, and it was at a place called Hillcrest. Right. And they had all those have all those condos along the fairway there, and, right. and all you ladies got to stay in those condos, and exactly, and made it very very easy. Oh, it was so nice. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I was a rookie that year too, and were you? that was really special for me. I was like, wow, this is cool being on tour, getting to stay right here in the yeah, condos. Exactly, great. exactly. And I remember when I was uh well, I was younger too as well and uh and we uh, Heather Farr played there. Yes. Uh she was still an amateur I believe right. playing uh, at uh, at ASU and uh she was a sight the sights to behold when oh. she went strutting down that fairway, that little Wasn't that, she cute? Oh, she was. Yeah. She really she was. She she added a lot of pop to our tour when she yes. was out there with us for yes. sure. Give me a couple of your t- 
top two or three memories on tour, and I know you've got to get going because you're going to go to the tee box here. Ah, boy, you know, I've got so many great memories, um, but I guess probably winning the Open at Oakmont, um, Mm -hmm. that was very special because I had, uh, a couple years before, was leading the Open by like 12 shots and ended up losing because I had hypoglycemia and couldn't function on the golf course. Not good for golf. No, that was a tough, (laughs) tough road, but... um, that was really a special win for sure, and of course, getting in the Hall of Fame here in in Phoenix mm-hmm. at uh, Moon Valley—that was certainly a highlight. Yes, yeah. yes. Are you going to be playing in the uh, Donnelly here? No, no, I won't be uh, won't be playing in that. But uh, you know, maybe I'll be there for nine hole exhibition. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I'm, I haven't really uh, gotten my schedule at that point because okay. the kids are in school and have to make sure that, you know, I'm home for whatever they need. So, sure, yeah. sure. It's that family thing, too, huh? Right, right. And they're teenagers, so <laughs> oh, there's boy. a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there is. Yeah. I imagine there is. Well, I want to let you go. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to, to visit with me. It's nice, pleasure, uh, nice talking to you. Thank you. And uh, good luck in the tournament. Hope hey, you do well. I need luck. You know, at this point, we need a lot more luck than, than skill. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'd know, rather be lucky than good? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you, Patty. I appreciate you. it. Take care. Thank you, too. My pleasure. Patty Sheehan, Hall of Famer. LPJ, Hall of Famer. Uh, Stop by for a minute or two to say hello and uh, just uh, visit shortly as she's literally racing to the tee for her, her tee time for her practice round. And uh, I appreciate the fact that she was able to do that. So we're going to see who else we can who else we can come uh, uh, we, we can have come by and talk to us and uh, and we'll be back uh, very shortly. And we're back, and I've got a gentleman here. She, he's, I don't think he's going to go. I don't think he, gentleman is going to go play today, but uh, we're going to talk to him anyhow. <laughs> he's Drew Reed, and and Drew, uh, you're in charge of the learning center here. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, I'm the director of instruction for Reed West Golf Academies. And as an instructor here at this course, um, do you get students from all over the area? Were there yeah, we've actually, our academy's been in business for seven years, and we have uh, students that come from all over the country. The majority of our students are obviously here local. Uh, we, you know, a tremendous amount from Sun City West itself, and then the surrounding communities, Sun City Grand, Sun City, and then into Surprise and Peoria and Glendale, are the, you know, the base of our students. Mm-hmm. Now, do you give playing lessons? Do you give range lessons, uh, lessons in the nets? What do you, how do you do it? We do. We actually do it all. We have seven facilities, and so we have uh, full-time instructors at four of those facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a brand-new indoor center that just uh, was built for us by TaylorMade that just opened up yesterday, actually. So yesterday, oh. while it was raining, we had uh, 11 students go through the oh, wow. go through the center, and we've uh, it's been built for us with a foresight technology, so we can we can fit and do all the launch controls for everybody on their clubs and mm-hmm. get them what they need. Well, is it is it my imagination or is 
TaylorMade the the hot number right now, or is, am I just seeing so many just seeing so many commercials, and that's where I'm getting that idea? They're the hot ticket right now. Okay. Yeah, I think last year the the statistic on uh, especially the drivers and the fairway woods and hybrids was somewhere in the range of nearly like 63% of everything sold was on the TaylorMade brand, so they're they're definitely hot right now. Well, TaylorMade's always been strong on. The drivers. They have, yep. They were the first company to create the metal woods, and they've, yep, they've got a very, very strong history relative to the, you know, to the drivers particular. Going way back to the burner. Exactly. Yep, the original burners, and yeah, that burner line's been strong forever. I've got one in my storage facility right now. <laughs> I got a, I got a burner, a, a nine, a nine five loft burner, and I put an extra long shaft on it, trying to get something more out of it. There you go. <laughs> it yep. didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's too many people that haven't tried one, and their their new products, the new R1 driver and the, uh-huh. the Stage 2 products are just fabulous. So I had a conversation with, uh, uh, not that long ago, with Aaron Oberholzer. Yeah. He's a, uh, yep. he's a, a I know who Taylor Mayfair player, yep. yeah, Taylor Mayfair player. Yep. and he was just singing the praises of that driver. Yep. I mean, he, the new drivers, I mean, they've just got better and better. The adjustability to them, I mean, now every driver comes on the R1, so, you know, the head can be adjusted to every loft, so you're no longer going in to buy that 9.5 driver like you used to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can go in and, and uh, with all the flight control technology that they have in those woods, you can adjust the, the you know the open and close of the face. You can adjust the loft. You can adjust the weights to create your curves, your draws and fades. And it's uh, you know it's the first driver last year with the R11s. They gave the guarantee that they could you know they could make that driver fit you. That's a that's a pretty strong boast right there. Yes, it is. I I like the term. Um Flight control technology. Flight control technology. It sounds like you're flying a, a military jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting that technology now with all the, like I said, the launch monitors that we run, you know, controlling everything for us. The, you know, we, all the information from the club and ball, and we, it really is. It's becoming about controlling the flight of the golf ball by the adjustments that we can use within the clubs. Now, <clears throat> what kind of adjustment, uh, if any, is available in the irons? I mean, that that's still pretty much a uh, uh, lion. As far as fitting irons, the biggest adjustments now are, are uh, really the shafts. Uh, shaft technology has really come a long way where we can control kick points and we can get those shafts to you know, flight the golf ball for you. Uh, lie angles are still the same as they have been for over years. You know, we're going to get a lie board out and test your lies and make sure that everything fits up nicely for you. But really it's become about fitting the shafts. And the, the technology in the irons, this year uh, TaylorMade's released the first irons with the... With the uh, the slot behind the head that's actually allowing that iron to get the ball to leap faster and higher than what it has in the past. So that's made the sweet spot incredibly broad across the across the face. And uh, first time in history we've seen the touring pros actually playing a distance iron. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's always been a nice tight blade with a you know very small sweet spot. Right. And uh, most of all the major players for TaylorMade have already made the switch. And and uh, they're just recently they've started the. The one bucket challenge. They said it, it only took a bucket for their pros to change, you know, to these irons, yes. and they believe it's going to take that for the, you know, for the average player as well. So, what amazes me is I, I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember when I was was starting to play golf, and then I ended up getting cavity backs and so on and so forth. The difference between what I was playing with, which was a, a blade, yes, and uh, and then when the, the cavity backs came out and I switched to a cavity back, it was day and night. It was. That I, was the that was the first really major change to the iron head for a lot of years that really helped uh, especially the amateur golfers enjoy the game a lot more by mm-hmm. going to a perimeter mm-hmm. weighted club mm-hmm. and uh, taking away that tiny little sweet spot it really opened up the game to a lot more players to enjoy and 
and uh, the new speed pocket that's in the irons from TaylorMade, so it's that's the first you know kind of real major revolution we've seen mm-hmm. you know through the iron head to to help with a higher launch and to help with a bigger sweet spot and uh, and to make the, the ball more consistent. Well, I I went back and, and hit somebody that I was playing with at one point. I hit a I hit a, a blade, an old fashioned blade. Yep. And I swung that club, and I hit the golf ball, and I thought I hit it relatively well, and I just got a clang that went up and it rattled my wrists and my <laughs> yeah. elbows. <laughs> I just said, "Oh man, this this is really old technology." Yeah, they can they'll sting a bit if you hit them sweet, then uh, yeah, they sure feel great. But anything other than that, sure feels yeah. Well, I I don't hit them on that little half a dime <laughs> spot very often. I tell you that right now. There's not too many of us that do. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, you. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now, how does TaylorMade compare with Adams, compare with Ping and Nike and all the rest of them. Is is it the, a case where they all they all have a all have something that they're gonna they're gonna offer? Or? Absolutely. You know, when you when you look across the board at all the at all the companies, I mean every major company is out there producing a good product, mm-hmm. and they're doing everything that they can to help the golfer try to enjoy the game more. So when we when we watch. You know, Ping's you know extremely strong here in Arizona, but they're strong you know around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they've got their new G25 irons out. And that line, that G line's continued on for them and continue to get stronger and better all the way through. Uh, Nike's got you know some great products that they've just come out. They're really going to make a push, I think, this year in the market. Uh, you know, Adams is a really strong in the woods and in, uh, in the fairway woods and the hybrids. We're seeing a, you know a lot of the tour players playing their product, but the average player as well. You know, that that's probably been one of the biggest things for equipment is the equipment that the pros play today is the same equipment that the amateurs are getting to play. And and you know, five years ago, ten years ago, it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. You know, the pros were playing with stuff that was all prototype stuff, and you know, the amateur didn't get that you know didn't get that quality of equipment. And now equipment's evolved to where you know, the best stuff's been put into the hands of the amateurs as well. Right. And they're getting to see their pros actually tee it up and play that same product. So, you know, it's pretty amazing when you can watch a guy like Bubba Watson take a G20 or G G25 driver and you can actually go to the store and buy one. Mm-hmm. You know, it never was that way before. So, yeah, all the major companies have really, you know, they're, they're all pushing one another to raise the game and try to make it better for the golfer. And uh, that competition is, is the great benefit to the golfer. Sure, sure. And uh, so... In in your opinion, is it possible to buy a game? It's never possible to buy a game. It's possible okay. to buy great equipment. Okay. But uh, you know, as far as the game goes, I think you know, for everybody starting out, there's still the best benefit for them is still to go out and find a PGA professional and mm-hmm. and and get some learning in there. There's nothing better than the power of knowledge when it comes to playing the game. Sure. So you know, we've we've been very fortunate to you know, grown to the number one academy here in the state. Uh, you know, over the last you know few years, and uh, we've seen a great growth in the game in this area, particularly. And the better the help, the better the golfer. There you go. There you go. So, Very good. Well, I want to thank you for stopping by. You've my pleasure. And uh, it's been very enjoyable and. I tell you, when I decide to go back to start playing more frequently, I may have to come over here and have you tune me Just, up. Yep, come and give us a call and plan ahead. Okay, thanks All again. Right. Pleasure. Take care. Thank you. down so we don't get all the jet noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have the distinct pleasure of having a 
long time, should I say the long time LPGA player? Am I, Better than is, old time. Is, is, that, is that offensive? Long time's right, yeah. Long time's yeah, okay. Better a long time. <laughs> okay. Her name is Rosie Jones, and Rosie Jones is the defending champion uh, from this tournament last year. Now, it was played here last year, correct? Absolutely, yeah, and I think we played it in April, if I'm not mistaken. It's a little bit earlier this year. I think the golf course is going to be playing a little bit differently for us. Probably will be. Um, so did uh, you, you won here, so you must have enjoyed it. Uh, that makes the enjoyment that much better. How did you uh, How did you find the course other than making a left on uh, yeah, Aris Johnson and the right on Meeker? <laughs> Um, well, you know what? The golf course set up perfectly for me last year. It was playing nice and long and dry. Um, ball was rolling out a little bit. I need that because I'm one of the shorter hitters out here. Um, you know, I, I found that I, I was able to, you know, hit some great shots into the greens, and my putter was hot. So, you know, that was working for me last year. This year, coming out here a little bit earlier, I think, um, you know, the golf course is probably a little bit different. You know, they've overseeded uh, fairways. They're not going to be rolling out as as well as they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, probably going to be playing a little bit longer for me, so I'm trying to get prepared for that. Okay. Uh, now, when uh, when you were playing on the, do you call it the big tour? Do you call it the the, the, the main tour? What, what do you What do your ladies call, yeah, we call it? it? We call it the big tour, LPGA, yeah. And, uh, the big the big yeah, tour. Big tour. The big tour. Yeah, I guess let's guess <laughs> it's the big tour. What is that? What makes that the old tour? The uh, the mature tour. The, the, the mature tour. Yeah. There you go. Very good. Uh, when when you were playing on the on the original LPGA tour, uh, and you were out there slogging it around uh, every event, um, at, was there ever a point when you said, "This is really really rough and it's starting to get to you"? Well, you know, there's times when you say that all the you know anytime you're playing, um, but you know I was out there 25 years. Uh, my body was starting to break down. I had some neck issues, and um, about that same time, the golf courses were starting to get much longer. And me not being a, a long ball hitter off the tee, it was it, it was getting a little bit more difficult. Plus, I was starting to ha- spend more time rehabbing my neck than practicing. So um, it just became really difficult for me. And I thought it was you know it was a good time after 25 years to um, retire for myself. Well, I do remember watching some of the LPG events on the television, and uh, they would some of the comment, comments with regard to your play would be the fact that you're rehabbing your neck and you're having a little problem along the way maybe because of, of your physical situations uh, with your neck. Uh, but I'm sure you could see it, but I I didn't see it. Well, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, realized, you know, how much I was having to deal with over the last, you know, probably eight or nine years of my career on the LPGA. Um, you know, I managed my injuries really well. Um, you know, you can't really see when someone's neck hurts. Um, but, um, you know, over time, um, it was, you know, just the traveling, the lugging the luggage, uh, practice time that you need to stay, you know, your game in, in shape to play the LPGA. I mean, it's a lot of practice time, and I just wasn't able to, you know, to do that anymore. And after, you know, several years, you realize, okay, now i got the Legends Tour out there. I can go and play that. I have another place to, you know, take my competitive passion and play. And, um, you know, I've also started my own company where I take women on golf vacations, uh, oh, Rose Jones Golf Getaways, and I'm, I'm also very involved in uh, helping develop and bring a, a Legends Tour event to Atlanta. 
so um, all of those things have kept me busy off the golf course, and um, and that's you know finding a passion off the golf course has been just as much fun as being on it. And and uh, but I love coming back and playing with the uh, Legends Tour and some of these gals that I've, I competed against for all those 25 years, and and to you know do it do it some more you know here in Sun City, it's going to be fun. Tell me a little bit more about your uh, about your travel business, your golf your golf travel groups, and so on. Well, I started uh, Rosie Jones Golf Getaways about six years ago, and uh, we're an all-inclusive golf getaway where we take um, mostly women trips. You know, guys have these trips that they go to Scotland and Ireland. Well, we're doing the same thing um, um, as the guys are doing, but we're uh, doing a little bit more sightseeing, a little bit more spas, a little bit more um, elegant dining. Um, all of those things are all already included in your package when you get there, and I host every single one of those trips. So you go in there and you're playing with the pro. Uh, we take small groups, 12 to 16 gals. And um, last year in 2012 we went to Pebble Beach, which was an awesome wow. trip. Yeah. And uh, we had a, we had an awesome trip there. And, and I'm not doing as many uh, getaways as I uh, wanted to just because of the economy's been kind of bad. Mm-hmm. So we've expanded off into doing some uh, um, charity events. Uh, event planning. I do some stuff at the Solheim Cup where I host a huge dinner that um, celebrates the history of the Solheim Cup and honors the past captains there. So it's a big dinner. You can buy that online at rosiejones.com. And, uh, you know, we have three, three to 400 people that show up for that event. So just kind of expanding my own, um, you know, repertoire of, of the things that I like to do, and, and a lot of that uh, is geared right around golf. Expand those horizons. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to slow down. Now, where, where do you? Where is your residence now? Where? where I've been you? in Atlanta, Georgia, for 20, okay. uh, whew, 23 years now, okay. and um, I grew up in New Mexico, which is you know right out here in the desert, and and uh, found once I got out of school from Ohio State University that um, I really enjoyed the eastern part of the country, and um, I've just landed in Atlanta many years ago, and I've just stayed over there. Very good. Well, I tell you, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you came and visited with me sure. for a brief period of time, and uh, good luck uh, this weekend. Hope good. you play well. Thanks so much. And everybody come out and watch us. You're going to find your favorite players Absolutely. out here. Uh, there are, and I was going through the list and, and telling some of the uh, telling the, the listeners uh, some of the players that are on this list, and it is a who's who of the it LPGA. Is. It really is. Yep, and these girls, they can still play, and it's a, it's really, it's and they have fun at it. It's really fun to uh be out here and among those those gals playing with them, but also um, to watch them. You know, it's it's really. I think our fans have a good time. Well, out. just watching them on here on the on the practice tee, uh, they were hitting it into the middle of next week. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> they were moving the ball. You weren't watching me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you get your your fair share of the distance. Thanks right. again, Rosie. Okay. I really appreciate it, right, and sure. good luck this okay. year in the tournament. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, we are back, and I'm very pleased to have as my guest now Ms. Cindy Rarick. Thank Cindy you, Rarick, how are you? Great. Cindy and I go back a long, long time. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> we played in a pro-am together in San Diego in... Probably the late 80s. I was going to say the late 80s, yeah, exactly. It was the... Inamori, Kiyosara Inamori Classic or something like that. Yeah, Rancho Bernardo. Bernardo Heights Country Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. First one I'd ever played in, I oh. believe. No? First LPGA event I'd ever played in. You made it a very, very enjoyable day. Well, good. And, and, I, and I did enjoy it. 
And I just, uh, when I saw that you were on the, the list of participants today, I said, i got to get a hold of this lady and, and say hi again. You've been up to a lot of things since then, haven't you? A lot of business other than your golf business. That's right. Yeah, I left playing the regular LPGA Tour about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, since then been doing all kinds of things just to stay busy and keep active, but, of course, still involved in golf and now playing on the Legends Tour. Mm-hmm. So I, you have this little, looks like a jewelry table here? Yes. Is this Cindy Rara jewelry? Is that what? Well, it's not really my signature jewelry, no, but it's something that I provided last year, a kind of a service that I'd like to provide for the players. Mm-hmm. And what it is, we have the famous Gem and Mineral Show in Tucson every year that's been happening for about the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great event, and uh, I'd like to go and purchase, and I try to pick out items that I think the gals would like and stuff that they don't normally, they wouldn't have access to. So I just buy it, bring it up, and, and sell it to them, pass it along, and, and see, you know, and, and normally I do very well with that, but that's not a full-time business. My other business, other than golf, is I'm in the wine business in the state of Washington in the summers. Wow. Um, I mean, it's a wine business all throughout the year, but I'm really only up in that part of the country in the summers in between golf events. Mm-hmm. Because living in Tucson, where I do in the winter, obviously I don't want to be there in the summer way too hot. <laughs> so, yeah, it kind of keeps me hopping around everywhere, and, and other than that, I've got some real estate ventures. So... Um, yeah, I've got my hands delved into a few different areas. You are the entrepreneur, aren't you? Well, you know, it, it keeps you my gotta, mind. You've got to do what you got to do. That's right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I remember back when we played in that pro-am that you had a sponsor called Ugly Duckling R's. Oh, Rentals. yes. Oh, my gosh, that does go way back. <laughs> How about that, huh? That was something. That was one of my first sponsorships. And, yes, they were based out of Tucson, Arizona, Ugly Duckling Rental Cars, but they had uh, franchises around the country and it was it was just really fun because mm-hmm. the little logo obviously yep. was a little duck and and uh people used to joke around and tease me about it but that was uh it was really fun you know some of the endorsements i've had over my career have been fantastic one of my uh favorite and most outstanding one i guess would be sprint i rent, uh represented them for an awfully long time and mm-hmm. they were a great uh company to represent and they were good to me and it just was a good fit and the other favorite one that i've had uh along the way is olay you know, love the skin you're in, and mm-hmm. I think that that's a great fit for um, being a golfer and being outdoors and, you know, taking care of your skin or at least trying to. And so, um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun, too. Yeah. So uh, who is there anybody on your bag now? Any, any, any... It's available. It's available. <laughs> it's available. Anybody out there hearing this today, uh, yeah, I would love to wear somebody's logo and, and do a good job representing someone. So I've got my bag and even my visor is available. So. It's the start of the year. This is our first event, so I'm hoping to pick up somebody along the way. I'm kind of in negotiation with somebody right now, waiting to kind of hear. Uh, so we'll wait and see how that goes. But otherwise, there's still a place or two to have a logo. There's a lot of real estate on those big golf bags, isn't there? There is. There's <laughs> lots of space, yeah. What do you consider one of your highlights uh, from when you played on the LPGA Tour prior to joining the Legends? I would say uh, probably, well, a couple things. Uh, one, having the longevity that I had, which was I played for 24 consecutive years out there, and not a lot of players do that or have done that, but um, winning, you know, winning five times in the U.S. and once in Japan, and, uh, you know, the victories, there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, five is not that many, but then people play out there for 20-plus years and never win, and so, you know, I'm very thankful and grateful for the success that I did have, um, and I feel you know, I feel good about it. Yes, do I wish I would have won more? Yes. But, you know, wins are sometimes hard 
hard to come by. But anyway, um, the the wins are really very, very memorable. But the other things that I really enjoyed about playing the tour was just the friends that I met along the way that have remained friends for over 20 years now. And it's they've become part of my family, and it's just an extended family, and it's just nothing like it. Now, when uh, you say you live in Tucson and here during this time of year, mm-hmm. Washington in the hot months. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was was there a time when you uh, had a club sponsor or something out of Japan? Did you did you travel to Japan at some point? Oh yeah, I did represent a club in Japan, and uh, I've probably been to Japan 50 times, and that is not an exaggeration. That's probably almost very accurate. It might be a few more times, might be just under, but right around 50. Um, I traveled there two and three times a year for the duration of my career, so that would kind of do it right there to add up to that number. But I love Japan. Uh, the people are great. The courses are magnificent. Um, they're different. They have different types of grass. So it's just something, uh, you know, a, a different way to enjoy the sport. I remember when uh, when we were talking uh, about uh, after the Pro-Am, you weren't particularly pleased with your short game at that point. And you said, well, i got to go to the practice range. And I said, well, how long are you going to be there? And you said, until well past dark, because I'm going to keep chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping until, I think you said, until I think 100. Did you say 100 consecutive chips? Oh, no, I would never have said that. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't, I hope I would have. There, there I mean, maybe were 100 consecutive short putts or something, maybe something, you know, like, something that, yeah. like that. Yeah. But no, uh, and obviously when I played with you, that was well before I ever worked with Dave Pels because um, at that point I had just joined the tour when I had mm-hmm. Ugly Duckling, so I was either a rookie or my second or third year on tour. And after that, I started working with Dave Pels. He is the guru of the short game. We all know that. And, boy, what a difference he made for me and my game uh, in that one span of time when I was really, really working hard on that 100 yards and in. And, wow, what it, where where every golfer can save so many strokes is that 100 yards and in. So I certainly still highly recommend people continuing to work on that no matter what their handicap is or what their skill level is. Mm-hmm. You can always improve. Yeah. What kind of condition is your game in now? Well, you know, it's – I feel like it's okay. I feel, you know, this is the first tournament of the year, so we'll kind of wait and see when the bell rings. But I just recently started working with a new pro. He he teaches at the TPC Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and his name is Del, uh, John Stahlschmidt, and it's awesome. I've, I've only had two lessons with him, but I'm very encouraged about what I've seen so far. And so it, it's going to be fun to see what really happens under pressure when the tournament starts. Uh, but I feel, you know, that I've been working on my game and um, – We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Now, do you uh, are you rebuilding a swing, or are you just making fine tuning fine tunes and a little adjustments and tweaks here and there? Well, there's a couple, actually, a couple major changes that needed to happen or need to happen for me to really get to be a better ball striker, where I really want to be, and obviously more distance, more consistent. Um, but it's it's all going to happen. I can already see some results, and it's only been such a short period of time, so. All I need, he keeps saying that what needs to happen is more repetition, more repetition. So all I've got to do is put the time in and make sure I'm doing it accurately, and then there you go. I mean, it, it, things should fall into place, you know, as long as the brain's working. I mean, there's obviously two components of the golf. We all know that, your physical swing and your mental game. So and That between-the-ears thing is, is very important also. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I had the good fortune of playing in, I think, three LPGA programs. Uh, the one that I played with you at uh, – Bernardo Heights Country Club, mm-hmm. 
And then the next two I played at, I believe it was Shadow Ridge in uh, in Poway. Poway. Uh, and I played with Alice Ritzman. Oh, sure. And um, A Montana girl. Uh, and uh, Michelle, tall lady, very tall, very statuesque, long swing, fancy dresser. Michelle McGann. McGann. I think it was McCann. I think that's who it was. I've, I've had three occasions to play with LPGA ladies on the on the proams, and to your, all of your credit, it was a very enjoyable day. Well, a very enjoyable day. That's great to hear. You know, we get that from most people once they do participate in an LPGA proam versus PGA or any of the other professional tours out there. They say. Wow, you gals are great. You're helpful. You give us tips. You're funny. You know, you're encouraging. You are social. You mm-hmm. know, and and you're conversational. And most people, when they're out for a round of in a pro am to play golf with a professional and watch our skills or whoever professional they're, you know, they want to also have the interaction. And I think that that is one of the benefits of playing with the women. We are a little bit more social, more conversational, and. Uh, it just seems to work out really, really well, and people have a great time. And I think that's one of the best-selling things, especially now about the Legends Tour that we have. These are the ladies that built the LPGA Tour, and these there's no finer, still finer players or finer women. They've all accomplished so much on the course, but as well off the course. Mm-hmm. These women are very successful people, and they're great people. Um, they've got stories to tell. Their skill levels are still there, you know, maybe not quite as sharp as they were when they played, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, whatever the time frame is, but the fact that we've got five and six and seven Hall of Famers that still play on the Legends Tour, Big Mama, Joanne Carner, Patty Sheehan, Pat Bradley, you know, these famous Beth Daniel, Meg Mallon, it's awesome. We've just got these great women players that are, have been wonderful ambassadors, not only for game, for the game of golf, but for life in general. So I'm, I'm pleased to be a part of it. I, these gals are all my friends, and they're part of my family, and it's just going to be a great week, and we're kicking it off right here, Sun City West, this week with the Walgreens. We're so thankful that they're a sponsor, and, and they're going to sponsor a secondary event. They were so pleased with the first one. We have one, another one in April down at the Villages in Florida, and uh, it's, you know, finally things are shaping up, I think, with the economies start slowly starting to turn around and I think sponsors realize they get more bang for their buck with the Legends Tour so hopefully we're going to be have you know a dozen tournaments on our schedule and and the and I would imagine that the the dollar outlay is less with the Legends Tour possibly yes it is uh, oh, substantially uh, less so for that reason uh, that is a reason enough mm-hmm. for sponsors to take a look absolutely at least take a look absolutely and Cindy Rarick's bag's available. Thank you very much, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being my agent. Thank you very much. Nice seeing you again. Great to see you, Pete. Take, Take care. care. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. 
And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started. 